Many years ago, I had an encounter. And I saw that the level of productivity in Benway State had heightened. The same kind of possibilities that we see in states like Lagos began to find expression in the landscape. The agro-potential of the state was adequately harnessed. Many industries began to find expression in the land. I also saw that there was a certain mineral deposit that was discovered in Benue State that made it a center of attraction, something from the ground. And the economic fortunes of the land had shifted so much. And the effect of all the prayers that had been pouring out for generations, we saw it found expression, adequate expression. And it was within my lifetime. And yeah, what? If you wish to clap, you are you are it. The Makotik Boko Road that has remained a mystery for so long. Because you can't get that road to be good from Makotik to Boko for more than six months. There's it, a mystery in it. It's a mystery. But we saw, in that vision, I saw dualization. And people from without the country were coming to broker a lot of deals in Benue State. The economic situation had changed. It is in keeping with this vision that has refused to die that some of us have invested our lives in this land because of what we know God will do. Redemption will come to us by the hand of our God. Yeah. We also saw the powers of darkness that were arrayed to ensure that the city doesn't arrive, the state doesn't arrive at its capacity of actualization. And the reason for which the kingdom of darkness is interested is because a move of God is going to break out from this land. It, has, it is sealed in heaven. And part of the reason why God wants to help the economic aspect of the land is so that we'll have sufficient um, economic empowerment to facilitate the mind of God as it has to do with exporting the spiritual product that will come out of the landscape. And the glory of God will rest upon our sons and our daughters. Amen. So Satan is desperately on the case called Benue. It's one of the issues in the front burner of uh, satanic meetings because in the rise of this land holds the key to the breaking forth of a wildfire revival that will affect the Islamic North. The key to Nigeria, just in case you, you were not told, it lies in these lands. The key to 
the liberty of this nation lies in these lands. And that's why we came here. We came here when no one believed any good thing to could come out of our Nazareth. A lot of people, indeed well-meaning people, had advised me to move to Lagos before the sun sets on my face. And I knew it was out of sincerity, but it was not accurate. Because when I went back to seek the face of the Lord, he spoke about the rain, the later rain that is to come. We have done everything that we have done in view of the coming of a certain rain that will descend from heaven. The entire landscape is going to experience a renovation. And when we began to see that uh, God began to replace the our traditional fathers with people that speak with the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Then he became suggestive of the fact that indeed it may be that the seasons are upon us. The store should not be clean anymore. We are going to awake and get busy. Hallelujah. Our own convictions must be registered in the process. And God's sovereign hand will take care of the other details beyond our scope. I welcome you to the house of God in Jesus' name. You may be seated. It's been a long journey. And I never knew that the burden of the gospel could wear your health out. Hallelujah. But the Lord has given us wisdom in handling some of these issues. But this is our destiny. To travel the nations, to herald his kingdom, his power, and his glory. If you have your Bible... You may wish to turn to the book of Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter number 4. Hallelujah. Well, I want to read from verse 11. It says, And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. No, the least is what my emphasis is about. The grace of Jesus that functions, that operates on the life of different functionaries happens to be of a different kind. It means from Jesus' administrative throne, there are diversities of tributaries of the grace of God that is released to galvanize God's functionaries to make them competent to prosecute ministry according to the will of God. The call of an apostle is a call of a sent one, an emissary, a messenger, a messenger sent from the feet of Jesus himself. And so, a preacher does not qualify to be called an apostle 
if he has never seen Jesus. Because in every phase of the errand that heaven will send an apostle, Jesus will appear to him personally. He won't send an angel to give him an instruction of his missionary journeys and the place where the signature of the grace that is upon his life is intended to bring profit to the kingdom of God. Now, if you see that list, there are five functionaries. Three of them are traveling ministers. Two of them are stationary. Now, can someone attend to that child? And it will interest you to know that we have a custom-made place for nursing mothers in this complex so as to um, limit the level of distraction that we have in the main hall. So please, ushers, you may wish to advise accordingly in the name of Jesus. If you check the list of functionaries itemized here, you will find that it is not just in this order because in reading it, there is a poetic feel. This order speaks about also the nature of the structure that God intends to implement using the graces that empower the offices here mentioned. An apostolic personality must be a friend of Jesus Christ because everything that his life entails must be a reflection of the will of Jesus himself. Because of the nature of his office and his errand, he is multi-gifted. And in his capacity of being multi-gifted, he can function in any other office apart from his. When I was in Benway State University, there was this lecturer in our department. He had uh, five master's degrees before he got his doctorate degree in a university somewhere in Germany. He got the, the kind of doctorate degree he got, it was only him in the entire university that had it. He was a doctor of science. Um, and that gave him the right to lecture in any science faculty whatsoever. Are you with me? Yes, sir. He had the, if my memory serves me right, he had the master's degree in quantum chemistry, which is the most difficult aspect of chemistry. It is almost spiritual. They're just trying to use figures and formulas to make sense out of nonsense. I'm, I'm a lover of figures, but uh, quantum chemistry was, was esoteric. May the Lord give you understanding. If my brother Ephraim Mashika is here, he can confirm. Uh, yeah, because I, that's the only chemist I know in this congregation, if he is here. He had a master's degree in quantum chemistry, a master's degree in mathematics. So he has mathematics at his fingertips. He can play with numbers, and 
confuse you if he wants to. All right? I think had a master's degree in uh, electrical electronics engineering, uh, in biological sciences, and somewhere else before he now wrote a PhD thesis in the most outlawed aspect of learning and came up with a doctor of science. Because of his scope, he can, he can lecture physical chemistry. Are you with me? That's how an apostle is. He's multi-gifted, and many strains of grace flow through his vessel. And the reason why it's like that is not because he's special. He is an emissary from Jesus. And because of that weight of responsibility, his scope of traveling is much more than any other of uh, his colleagues. So apostles, prophets, and evangelists are traveling ministers. Pastors and teachers are stationary. It happens to be that uh, from the year to 2020, the scope of ministry for a lot of us changed. And the true apostolic missions opened up. And this kind of ministry began. You need a lot of wisdom to sustain it anyway. This is a chronicle of the journeys we made in this apostolic season. Uh, this is how it began. We were heading out to Abuja to board a British Airways flight. And um, a tanker that was laden, as you can see it, with 40,000 liters of petrol had a brake problem. And it was a slope. He used us to wage his car from entering into the ditch. If, if, if you look by the side, you will see the ditch. He was headed for the ditch. This was his buffer. Our car was his buffer. Meanwhile, while we prayed, because I have a praying circuit in my home, uh, while we prayed, the last revelation that came suggested that there was going to be a burial of three people. And we canceled that. But if you see the dynamics of the event, there were three people at the back, inclusive of my little daughter. And if, if we want to explain our salvation from natural perspective, we will say that the luggage vault was the only resistance we had between the tanker head and the back seat. And uh, the guy was actually going to run on us. And uh, the, the luggage hold in the vehicle was the only buffer that we had that forestalled that if we uh, to analyze the event from physics, from impact, and all of that. So there were three people at the back seat, which were the three graves that were already cited in the visions. So we have a better story to tell. We, uh, we know what Satan's intention was. Um, my 
young son, Philip B, was in the back. Stand up, stand up for, for, for recognition. <laughs> My wife's assistant, a sister, Umso was in the back. That sister there. My golden wife was in the back. <laughs> so no matter how terrible this sight looks, this was not the intention Satan had in mind. He didn't, it was not intended for him to bruise the vehicle. He wanted blood. And he needed it desperately. He didn't hide his intention. So, but my wife is still here. Philip is still here. As sister, I'm so... All right, so this is how the trip began, and uh, we ended up, what's the name of that place, Philip? Kadarko. We've been passing through Kadarko for many years. There's been no need for us to stop by, but the people denied that they are not aware of what happened, so we had to go to the police station for the police to interpret what happened because it was difficult to, to understand what really happened. The people said they don't know what happened. They don't even know. Uh, who are you? I said, all right, okay. We need to, uh, the police has wisdom on these issues. And that's how we spent so many hours at the police station. And when the police began to ask questions, I think on the fourth question, they now, uh, admitted that they had brake failure. And then the police now unveiled the implication of hitting somebody from the back and the possibility of ending up in the courtroom, which was an option I was really open for. Well, we didn't have time for the court because I had to proceed from that point to Abuja to take my flight. It was on this note I traveled. The reason why I went on was because Jesus sent me. If the Lord Jesus is not the one behind your escapades, um, you might find so much compatibility with the devil in terms of affliction and injury. So we were delivered from this incident. That was the first deliverance that came our way, for which we give God the glory. My first point of call in, um, in London was at the church of someone I consider a mentor, a wise man. So we did that, and God helped us to set up the London branch. You will see evidences. This was, this is, uh, I was told that um, to get the number of people that attended our events in London is not is not common. I didn't know, but I had to be told. Uh, so you see some of the pictures here. Keep scrolling. Just keep scrolling. Yeah? There's a certain picture I want to... Oh, we, you didn't give them all the pictures. Or is... Hmm? They have all. Or are we under attack? <laughs> What's happening up there? There's a picture I want to make reference to. Oh, well, that's what the media people can do for London, I believe. 
Okay. Um, maybe one of those your videos. Any? Did you give them any video? We, you are supposed to be up there, not here. You are supposed to be answering from up there. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, I want to show you a few things. Um, I know the Lord a little. And I know his anointing a little. His anointing to heal, deliver, and all of that. I know, I know it a little. But the measure in which that anointing came in London is a measure I've, I've never known before. It, it was as if uh, it was possible to walk through a wall. The, the gift of faith was so potent, like um, if your phone is filled, the battery is fully charged, something like that. That was the kind of experience that we had. And it was a wonder. A wonder. So God gave us very strong penetration to the city of London. If I can retrieve the picture of interest, I will explain more. But that is an evidence of our presence in London. And right now, we have an RCN London branch. That is born in with the flames of our God. So we, we, we did this meeting for uh, three sessions. And if you have a picture of the point man of London, you may wish to put it on the screen so that you will see the disciple of this house that is standing to man uh, the gate of England. We intend to roll out four uh, branches, four lead branches in London, in the United Kingdom. So we have Glasgow, we have London, so in summer we are going to have Wales in Cardiff. We are going to be launching Cardiff and subsequently we will pitch our tent in uh, Northern Ireland. So God, yes, that's uh, the man high in spirit there is Pastor Henry and his wife Laura. They are the defenders of the gate and um, the, our prayers, let us bless them with our prayers in the name of Jesus. So it was a 21-day mission from uh, London to, Man to Birmingham, to Manchester, to Leicester, back to London before we got back to Abuja and hopped into Togo. Unfortunately, we don't have the Togo pictures are not available, so we don't have any. But this is Cameroon. From Togo, we moved to Cameroon. This is Yaoundé. Is this Yaoundé? Douala. This is Douala, Cameroon. And the hand of God, that hand that came in London, it has not left. Meanwhile, this is the story, the background story as I try to round up. I went to preach in northern Ghana, and while I was ministering, I had an open vision while I was still on the pulpit. And I saw a great light, a great light that made white look dirty. So I now told God, I said, this should not be your standard, though. If not, none of us will survive. So he said, no, he's not, he's not coming to pick offenses. 
that this is his glory that is going ahead of me to England. Right? So then I laid down on the ground and I worshiped and I continued my preaching. When we got to London on the second night, then that light now came. People, you, you, you need to watch that video. The light that I saw last year in Ghana just arrived. And uh, I will hold, I will not, um, I will not continue with the details. Something happened uh, when that light broke out. So this is uh, Douala. In Douala, we had the strangest of miracles. Very strange miracles. As the, this is Yaounde. And um, the gift of faith was in active oppression. In fact, there was a young man that came, and then this is uh, Chip Donatus. There was a young man that claimed not to believe in God, and uh, we were all, um, we were all fraudulent. We were all fake guys. So that's his perception of the average minister of the gospel. So he has this eye defect, and he came for the meeting, and God healed him. So when he came to, he, the way he started the testimony is that he doesn't believe all these things, so, but. He can't explain why he's healed. So that's when we, laid, we had to lead him to Christ. An, an unbeliever, a chronic unbeliever, uh, was saved because he had a miracle from Jesus. So Jesus has so much compassion to even spare unbelievers' miracles. I saw that life in Cameroon. We had crippled people walking. We had all kinds of things happening and uh, okay that guy there is the unbeliever this young man here so it was his miracle that was the bait that was used to turn his heart to the lord um we left here 8th of march and we came back when did we come back that's we came back on the 19th that was the scope of the missionary journey that the lord uh, led us through. Uh, there is a strong possibility for the fortunes of the gospel in these lands. When we went to Togo, we just, we didn't plan to go to Togo, we just wanted to pass by and saw the darkness that held the people. So we had to give two days. And as we were casting out, you will not believe will not believe if I tell you some things you will not believe. We, in, was it, what city was that? We, we were, I don't know how it happened, but uh, it was as though there was an altar call that I gave about people that were to inherit shrines. And um, it was strange. The deliverance that day, when we finished, the demons showed up in my room 12 midnight, and they were there till 12, 3 a.m. The damage that came to the kingdom of darkness, I knew Satan was going to react. And so every ounce of prayer that was released to secure our mission was needed for us to come back wholehearted. In fact, the, the demons and the witches, 
said, okay, if they can't do anything, let them just kill my daughter. If it's, if, Kai! But they, they couldn't kill anybody. I, I came to say that, that Satan is gifted with the ability to intimidate. He doesn't really have any capacity to actualize his thoughts. So today we celebrate the wonder-working hands of Jesus Christ. And his ability to secure those that he has sent in his name. So to take us further, just turn your Bible to the book of Second Timothy chapter 3 as I make attempts to bring the minister for the night. I've not yet recovered. In fact, I slept today. It was as if... Ah! So I'm still trying to recover. So um, I will not preach now until I'm fully back. Maybe on Sunday I'll be back. Second Timothy chapter 3, verse 1. Well, I'll read verse 1 and verse 8. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. So the subsequent verses are revelatory verses that are intended to give us insight into the scope of the peril that the Bible speaks about. Verse 8 is one of the items of the peril that the Bible speaks about, and this is of interest to us during the course of this conference. The Bible says, Now, as Janice and Jambres withstood Moses, so do these also resist the truth. Now, stay with me. If you, if you read the introductory verse that I just brought to our notice, it speaks about some of the features that will characterize the last days. All right? Don't forget that foundation. So this scripture we are reading is standing on that foundation. It's one of the symptoms of the last days. And it's saying the same way that the magicians, Janice and Jambres, withstood Moses. He said there are some people that are going to we stand the truth. Now, this is a similar. The same way it was in the day of Moses when the truth was withstood. That's the same way it's going to be. So we need to find out how did Janus and Jambres withstand Moses? How did they do that? You still remember those guys that threw their sticks on, on, on the ground and it, they, they became serpents just like Moses did. That was how the truth was, was, was resisted. It was not through doctrine. It was, it was in the supernatural. It is suggestive of the fact that the crave for the supernatural in the last days is going to be heightened. And the kind of equipment that will be needed to survive the seasons of the supernatural, it's going to be a bit different because of the scope and the shape of the kind of warfare that the kingdom of darkness is going to launch. The days of doing 
running church on philosophies are past and gone. What I saw in Togo, oh my, oh my, oh my, hallelujah. I, I pity any pastor that is in that nation that does not know Jesus well. In fact, the priests, the satanic priests in Togo, they boast and they say that when the nation was founded, that the custody of the nation was given to a siren in the sea, and they are priests according to the order of that spirit. So they are more entitled to the land, more entitled to the territory, more entitled to deciding the direction in which the nation goes much more than any other set of people. And they speak it with boldness. So there are two things we can get from this scripture. The truth is going to be resisted in the last days. And the way it will be resisted is in the dimension of the supernatural. Hence, we need to understand the weapons that are at our disposal. So this is the spirit of the burden that we carry during the course of this uh, weekend. And that's why my friend has been trapped from going back to Brazil so that he can interpret that burden 